This is a Federal News Network podcast. More than a year ago, Congress began investigating mice, mold, and lead paint in privatized military housing. Since then, Congress has passed a service member's tenant's Bill of Rights and a few other protections. But some protections didn't make it legislatively. Now, one member recently got her Military Homes Act added to the House version of the 2021 Defense Authorization Bill. For how that would benefit service members, Federal News Network's Scott Massioni spoke with Oklahoma Representative Kendra Horn. This amendment for me was important because building on last year's NDAA, where we included the Tenants' Bill of Rights, we really laid out the protections that our, that our military families and our service members are entitled to when living uh, in on-base housing, especially in dealing with these private companies that were, quite frankly, not upholding their responsibility uh, is was a start. It was a very important start, but we also identified in the process and we knew that it would take more to, to, to really fix some of the underlying problems. So we included in the base bill, there were some additional protections, but what the Homes Act does is expand the protections and makes clear the responsibilities of the, of the companies, as well as expanding to government-owned owned and managed on-base housing overseas. Last year, we focused on domestic on-base housing, privatized domestic on-base housing, but we know that there are additional provisions. So this, in the big buckets, it does a couple of things. It provides additional recourse for our service members and their families. It requires additional transparency and accountability of the companies, and it provides some additional uh, resources and oversight uh, by the, the DOD on all of these issues. So it, it checks a, a few big boxes that uh, were still outstanding. How does this standardize some of the care that service members might be able to get, you know, when they see mold in their house or, you know, need to reach out to DOD? Let's talk about first what it does for families. In the really unfair and imbalanced contracts that our military families were being forced to sign until we passed uh, the the Tenants' Bill of Rights last year, uh, they had very little recourse against these companies. Uh, so the homes, the Military Homes Act includes uh, provisions that would that standardize what problematic mold uh, looks like. So they, there is a standard uh, that there is a standard in place. So there's a mold mitigation working group that's established. Uh, so there is clear and verifiable standards and information that the families can go back to and use that as a baseline. What we also did was a lot of we heard from I heard from so many families who not only were dealing with health problems, but had lost almost all of their personal property because of the bad actions and lack of care by many of these companies. And the Homes Act provides protection for them. So it it provides hazard mitigation. So if they lose property, couches, beds, clothing, you name it, as a result of bad actions, uh, lack of care, sewage flooding into the homes, mold, things like that, that you don't want to think that people have been living through, but far too many of our military families have, that they can be reimbursed uh, for this. 
and it standardizes it. So when a military family has loss of personal property, they can get reimbursed because of an environmental hazard. They can get reimbursed for it. And it makes clear how their mitigation efforts are going to be managed because there were a lot of varied experiences, including uh, including families being forced to pay rent while they weren't able to live in their property and a lot of other things like that. So there's more protection uh, protection there and the ability to get reimbursement, including if they have to stay in a hotel while the unit is undergoing mold mitigation. A lot of those things that weren't previously in place. A lot has happened since we first talked about this issue in the public eye. Are you still hearing from service members? Are they still going through this issue? And you know, what are you hearing from them? We are still hearing from many families and their ongoing challenges. I know that it, the the experiences have been varied depending on uh, which base they're on, which company and, and service branches, but we're still hearing stories that are, quite frankly, uh, unacceptable. Uh, I, at a hearing, we had some of the, the company representatives that testified before uh, before our committee uh, ask, for, ask for a commitment that these companies had been receiving bonus payments. The performance fee, uh, performance con- fees in these contracts that that they were quite frankly not entitled to because they weren't meeting uh, they weren't meeting the requirements they were sweeping maintenance requests under the rug we had too many families that were living in flatly unacceptable conditions and and there is still more work to be done uh, the full implementation of the Tens Bill of Rights was not completed in when they rolled it out this spring and, and we have more work to do that's why we also included in in the home, Military Homes Act a requirement for additional transparency in performance fee contracts uh, that re- requires the Secretary of Defense to publish what the companies have to meet what standards they have to meet before they're entitled to receiving these incentive fees as well as uh, DOD IG report um, about basic housing standards because uh, we need to make sure that we're addressing this from top to bottom uh, and giving our families a liaison. And it also includes an exceptional family member program um, facility liaison that is basically an advocate for the families that does not work for any of the housing companies. The Defense Department's track record on, on this obviously has not been great since they started this this initiative back in the 90s. What are you doing to ensure that the way that DOD goes about creating this guidance that you've asked them to create uh, actually works, that it does what it needs to do, and that you can continue the oversight to make sure that that guidance is promulgated in, in the correct way? One of the things that the Military Homes Act does is require uh, follow-up on the status of implementing the recommendations. There was a GAO report, GAO study uh, that was released in March of this year, and this would require follow-up. We also have, again, accountability and uh, transparency metrics, and I can guarantee you that um, I am not going to let this go. So uh, holding, continuing to hold not only the housing companies, but the, the, the commanders and everyone along the chain of command accountable 
and demanding transparency in some of the contracts and and the follow through is uh, is absolutely essential. So it's going to require continued effort on the part of Congress as well as all of the service branches and the uh, and the companies that are involved. Oklahoma Representative Kendra Horn speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.